Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Got my man, my business partner, my good friend, Ryan Shazier in the house. Welcome back to the Grindcast, Ryan. What's happening? Hey, what's up, man? Appreciate you having me. Yeah, let's have some fun with it today. So um, everybody knows the your journey, you know, of, of uh, being a first-round draft pick, being an all-pro linebacker, everything going through the NFL. But talk to us a little bit about what it's been like for you, obstacles, how you overcame them, just what it's been like for you transitioning out of playing sports and out of the NFL into running your own companies, multiple different companies and owning businesses. So the one thing that a lot of people just don't realize is when it comes to sports, when it comes to business, is the outside looking in, it always look a lot easier than it is. You know, so when I, when sports it came, and business. Sports and business. So when it came to transitioning into business, you know, I was assuming almost like a fan of how things should go, how things I wanted them to go. But just like sports, just like in real life, things don't go exactly how you want them to. So it's been a, it's been a good transition, but it's been a tough transition because it's uh, transitioning into something that you really don't know, that you don't have a lot of experience in, is, uh, is difficult. But I feel like I have good people around me like yourself, uh, like Michael, like a few friends like Thomas and you know Coach Tomlin, and a lot of people I know, uh, and Kevin Colbert. They all did a good, they do a good job of constantly pouring into me to help me just get better. But it, it is difficult, and I'm constantly learning every day. I think you're crushing it, you know, from the outside looking in. You know, if you if you look at somebody that's just learning, you know, how to do something for the first time that they haven't done, it's easy for them to not realize how good that they're doing because they're looking at somebody else's chapter 10 and looking at their own chapter one and thinking, man, I'm so far behind, especially as a, uh, a competitor, you know, somebody that has the mindset that you have just like another, you know, thing you were talking about is, you know, people probably could look at your career in sports and think, Oh, he just was blessed and gifted, you know, naturally that's why he, you know, won. And that's why he was good, but you were blessed with some, with some gifts naturally, but it was more than that, you know, and yeah, yeah. the work ethic and all of that. No, it was, it, it was, I was definitely blessed with gifts, but as a young kid, my, my dad constantly used to try to work on, you know, helping me with those gifts. So like when a lot of kids getting trainers and all that stuff now, back then guys didn't really have trainers. And my dad, you know, he would work extra jobs, do extra work just so he can take me to a trainer, just so I can learn a little bit of speed training. I, I Like some of his good friends were coaches, so they just constantly taught me the ins and outs of just the game of football. And then he coached himself. So all those little things, I feel, helped me understand the game of football a lot more uh, than the, the average guy. The average guy, you know, they played and they learned from somebody teaching them the game, but they just kind of learned from experience. But I, I had a lot of wisdom, even from high school in college, just to understand my job and everybody else's job. So I was definitely blessed. But like you said, I had I have to have hard work. My dad, he used to work three jobs, like two, three jobs. He's a pastor. He's a pastor now, and he still hustles on the side and tries to get, you know, do real estate. He tries to do a lot of other things and constantly try to provide. And, you know, that's one thing he always taught me. Even when I was playing, I always try to provide, always try to be somebody that's going the extra mile, do the extra, do the extra work. So I think uh, I think you're killing it in the transition right now. Uh, watching you, you got two 
uh, successful companies. Both of them are profitable in their first year. Shea Trucking, Shazier Agencies in, in the insurance business, what we're doing. Both of them are profitable. I think you're killing it at both of them. They got obstacles. They got adversities, time time that you got to put in. But I've watched you not only on, on that on that aspect of things and it, because of your brand, you still do speaking engagements yeah. and all this other stuff, but I've watched you transition in a, in a more tragic way than most people. And they still, most people cannot transition as well out of high level sports, the way that you've been able to, to do it first mentally, because when a lot of times when people transition out of sports, they almost get a little bit of a, of a light. All right. I'm I'm starting to understand I might not be playing this forever. I'm starting to understand I might not be playing this forever. I'm starting to understand, and they they have this gradual sense of of starting to understand versus you know you're at the at the not even the peak of your career. You're just starting to accomplish some things. You know, two time All Pro linebacker, uh, first team you know All Pro linebacker, killing it. You know, becoming one of the best players in the game at your position at linebacker. And tragically, all of a sudden, you go from that to, man, I might not even ever walk again, to battling back, to being able to dance at your wedding and do box jumps. And yesterday, we was out there playing hoops and volleyball and, you know what I mean, and all of that stuff, to building a business and being a husband and being a father and keeping it all together. You know, I know people don't always see every dark moment. Every, you know, thought isn't always on that journey. You know, it hasn't always been cake, but put somebody else in your shoes and your situation there's no way most people are handling it the way that you've been able to handle it essentially going back to the process like starting to play the game again of football again where the same traits are going to pass over minus the speed the the mindset is going to make you great and is already starting to make you great in business what do you think are some things that even though it's hasn't been easy i've watched people go through less than you've had taken from you at one point and not be able to handle the transition half as well to what you're doing right now. What, what are maybe some tips that you would say has helped you in the transition? Uh, first is God, you know, uh, just having a good relationship with God. And, and I'm gonna be honest, uh, having a good relationship with God doesn't mean that it's perfect. You know, I have my ups and downs. I have days when I'm asking God, why this, why that? Um, why is my family going through this situation? Like right now in my life, I'm going through a rainy season. You know, like just it's just right now I just feel like 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 you said, I'm killing it, but I I feel like I'm going through a rainy season, you know. So and then you just have to understand that every 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 uh everybody's life there's a you know, there's a sunny season and there's a rainy season. You know, and then you just have to realize that. So when I have my spinal cord injury, I understand that's a rainy season. You know, and then, but I, I knew that it was going to be a way out. I knew that I was going to walk again. I knew that I was going to be able to uh, be the guy I wanted to be again. So I just started thinking more about the sunny days. And then one step at a time, one brick at a time. I remember uh, listening to Will Smith. Or was Denzel Washington. I can't remember the exact one. I don't want to misquote the wrong guy. But he was saying uh, when he was younger, he would talk to his dad and, uh, I, I think it was, or he, it was a quote that he said, and the, the dad was basically saying, um, "Man, uh, we we have to build this wall." And Will and his brother was complaining, like, "Man, it feel like we never gonna finish this wall because he had to lay one brick at a time, 
one brick at a time. He was like, if you're thinking about the wall at the end of the wall being done, you're never going to get to it. But if you're thinking about it one brick at a time, you know, by a year, by the by the time a year come, the wall is done. And that's kind of how I thought about my whole situation. I'm just like, I'm laying one brick at a, at a time. We used to quote one first down at a time in, in football. Uh, it's unlike a lot of sports. You know, you get a, a bunch of first downs, give you the option to get a touchdown. In basketball, soccer, you can just go score right away. In football, you know, it's one one first down at a time, and then you get a touchdown, and that's kind of how I was with my life, and I'm still doing that right now when it comes to just transitioning, just understanding. You have rainy season. Sometimes you're going to have turnovers. Sometimes you're going to have uh, challenges, but you just got to turn over. Another thing, bless you, <laughs> n- another thing you did in that transition was start the Ryan Shazier Spinal Cord Rehabilitation Fund yeah. that has been awesome just yeah. in the years that I've watched what you've been able to accomplish, the money you've been able to raise to impact other people, the impact you've had on other people. Tell us a little bit about the prog- progress and things you've been able to accomplish with that. Uh, so the Ryan Shazier Fund for Spinal Rehabilitation, man, is I'm just truly excited about it. Uh, that was the first business I actually started, you know, um, cause the foundation is definitely a business. That's the first business I started. And right now we're raising, we're raising hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars, but um, you don't get the millions of dollars and the hundreds of thousands. No, I don't right. Get, I don't get so when people hear that sometimes, you know, I've had people say to me, are they, you know, I, I, I know why you set up that, you know, youth program, like that cost me money. That don't make yeah. me a nickel. Never, yeah, never yeah. has made me one dollar. You yeah, know, I haven't, I haven't made one penny from the Ryan Shazier Fund. Not, not one penny. So what you mean by that's a business is you got to run it like a business. You have to run it right? like a business, and then you just have to make sure you have the right pieces in place, the right people in place, and understand what the the business strategy and the purpose of the business is. And the business strategy and the purpose of my business is to allow people to have independence again, allow them to have support, and be able to, uh, you know, walk again, be able to. Uh, be able to move around that house again because everybody's not going to walk. Everybody's not going to be Ryan Shazier, you know, and I'm blessed to be here. But uh, it gives them the opportunity to get, get another chance at it. Uh, a lot of times insurance or are, uh, are the things that are provided to them when it comes to health insurance only give them about, you know, 30 sessions of rehab. And I, I tell people all the time, if, if you gave Enzo 30 chances to walk, he'll never be walking. Right. You know, so, and it's kind of the same thing when it comes to. Uh, so you were blessed to have more. More. Because of the Steelers and, and, and the your Steelers insurance and, and all that and your situation. And my situation. And most people, you're thinking, man, if I'd have got cut off at 30, I'd have been in trouble. Yeah, I'd probably And so let me do something to bridge that gap for other people. 100%. Like, if, if, uh, if I never got as much rehab as I got, I don't even think I'll be in this, in this room right now because this is upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Like we would we had to figure out another way to have this podcast somewhere else, you know. But I was blessed um, with more rehab, so I wanted the, the foundation to be able to provide more rehab, provide more resources to individuals with that. But then also allow their families to understand the dynamic, because most people when they're go, when they're dealing with a spinal cord injury or somebody in a, that's handicapped, they they don't really know anybody that that relates with that. So. Um, I've seen people in wheelchairs when I was hurt, and I always, you know, say, hey, God bless that person. But in the day, that wasn't me, so I just kept it moving. But when you actually going through it yourself, you don't actually know what you're about to, you don't know what you're about to encounter. 
it's so uh, I wanted to found start a foundation to be able to help the families and the person that's going through it. And and the foundation and that motivation, you know, led into the inspiration. And we keep the book over here, Walking mm-hmm. Miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a little bit of a brief synopsis of what what's walk what's in Walking Miracle. So it's honestly, it's just talking about how I overcame by having about having a positive mindset, and that's just who I am. I'm a very positive person. And then just trusting God. And the day, like in the book, it talks about sometimes I doubted God. Sometimes I was asking God. I was asking God more why me. But then you know I started to really think about it and stop asking why me, and start asking why not me. You know, and I talk about that in the book. But it, it also talks about just how everybody has struggles through childhood until you know you're. You dead, basically. Everybody has a struggle, and you have to understand how to overcome that struggle. And mm. my book talks about how to overcome struggles because even to this day, Simon, everything might look Gucci with you right now, but you might have something you're going through in your personal life. I know, like I said, right now I'm having a rainy season, and everybody has something that they're going through in life. And as a kid and pretty much as an adult, everything that I've gone through in my life it has been People can see it. I've been bald since I was five years old. People can see that. I had scoliosis. So, like, obviously everybody can see that. But the people, whenever I took my shirt off, people can see my back was a little bit disoriented. When I got an injury, it was on national news. When I got my spinal cord injury, national and worldwide news. You know, so it's just like my whole life has kind of been people seeing what I've gone through. But a lot of people have things in their day-to-day life that nobody knows what they're going through. Their mom might be having cancer. Their sister might be having cancer. Their their mom might have lost a job. They might be homeless, you know, And but at the end of the day, people put up a front and you don't really get to see it. So the biggest thing I try to just talk about in my book is just overcoming all that and just understanding that there's a light in the tunnel. Just stay positive because i never seen one person be successful that had a negative mindset. Amen. You know, so. Can't have a positive life with a negative mindset. Right. You about Talk that. about needing to be positive and in, in, in bringing yourself from obstacles and adversity. You know, yeah. a lot of times we think we're going through obstacles and adversity, uh, but we got to think about relative relative to what. And so I think your book will be able to inspire and relate, you know, to a, a lot of people. So uh, where would where would P, uh, people be able to find the book, Walking Miracle? Where they, where they buy everything else at, Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it at most most places in PA at your local bookstore at Barnes and Nobles. But yeah, I'm gonna make it easy on you. You getting in the day at Amazon. One day. One day. Love it. Love it. So tell tell us tell tell us why you know because it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't something that we even really ever planned. You know, we've been friends for years and it never even really came up. Mm-hmm. And eventually, we're like, you know what? You ended up saying let's 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 start an agency, you know, yeah. together. So you opened up and chose to partner with us as an agency, opening up the Ryan Shazier uh, Insurance Agency yeah. over here. What 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 do you think gave you the confidence or made you want to start doing that? I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm really excited about my team. Uh, my team so far has been killing it, you know. And what what made me want to get involved is obviously Osama's a good friend of mine, and. I just started thinking about it long term, you know, and and I started looking into it, started looking into the insurance industry and just seeing how the it constantly are blesses so many individuals, yourself, but all the individuals that you bring in with you. And when I started to learn more about residual income and renewals and just how 
I can bless myself, but also bless families by providing them insurance uh, for when their family members pass away. But then also the people on my team, I can also provide them support, you know, help them when it comes to introducing them to opportunities that they never had before. Did you understand? Did you ever know before that that residual income was a part of insurance or or anything I'm, like that? I'm going to be honest. I, I, I didn't know it as much. You know, I didn't. So... So explain to somebody that don't understand it at all, what does that mean? Like renewals, residuals. So renewals, residuals. So one thing that uh, people like to, I like to tell people, and most people that watch YouTube nowadays are all born in the 2000s. So you guys probably don't know who Seinfeld is. So I'm going to use somebody that you guys do know. So if you're thinking about somebody like Drake, right, or you're thinking of somebody like Michael B. Jordan or Denzel Washington, every time they're on TV or every time they make a song, and it could have been 10 years ago, every time you watch it, they make money off of it. You know, so for work that is past due, past done, you still get paid off for that work. So that is what renewals is, and insurance also provides that. So providing, you know, the support and help that you bring families, you know, every month for the rest of your life, you can still get paid on that uh, after the, the work you put in. So um, obviously I can't sing like Drake, you know, but he's still getting paid off of the best I ever had. And, you know, Denzel Washington is still getting paid off of Training Day. Yes. And, and those movies and those songs were made over 10 years ago. So, and that's the same type of thing when it comes to insurance, when your team constantly, you know, providing support to families, allowing them to be able to, you know, uh, provide, you know, funds for when somebody pass away or start an estate plan for somebody, you know, uh, we're still getting blessed to be able to be helped with that for the rest of our lives too. Yep. And I think, you know, how many months have you had your agency open now? I think it'll be officially three, two or three months now. Say three months, yeah, three right? Months, three right. months max. And what you've been able to accomplish in three months is, is crazy. You know, as other businesses that you've done and opened, you know, from time you open them up, usually they ain't going to be profitable within a 90 day span, but Very you guys true. have been able to kill it. You guys have been able to be super profitable. And yeah. when you come from, you know, a number one draft pick making $8 million a year on your contract, you know, it's not as big of a deal, but to normal folks walking around, what you've been able to accomplish I wasn't making, is, I wasn't is eight million a year. Oh, uh, what was you? What was yeah. you making? It wasn't eight million a year. I'll tell huh? you. <laughs> Public information. Just tell us. Yeah, no, what so was I, you I making? Mean, so I had a signing bonus for eight million dollars, but not I knew million. I seen eight million over yeah, there yeah, somewhere. Saying, okay, no, but signing bonus was eight mil. Yeah, so my first contract was eight million dollars. Love it. But, uh, Sick. But it wasn't. It wasn't eight million a year. Every single year. Yeah, that's a little bit different. Yeah, <laughs> nah, big time. Yeah, nah, but uh, yeah, but like you said, even even an individual like me. Um, I was blessed to have, you know, $8 million come in the bank. And, but the thing is, this is what people fail to realize. Uh, the more, the more money you get, the bigger your, your big, your bills get, the bigger your expenses get, and the bigger your toys get. So it's, it's great. It's great having $8 million, but you also got to still provide for your family and bring in, Amen. bring in money. $8 million, people can say it and you can watch me and you don't think I'm about to sound crazy, but $8 million can't last you a lifetime. And it, it can last some people a lifetime. But it can't last me a lifetime. Amen. You know, so. Um, so 90 days in. Big weeks. You've had a couple good weeks, yeah. months. Biggest week or biggest month of income so far out of your agency. All right. So it, so only been we only been around for three months and uh, already uh, I, I probably made like 45000 
in, in one month so far. So, Come on. Yeah, it's been, it's really been a blessing. We had a- Ain't too know. many businesses doing that 90 days. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not doing that in But how days. about the people you've been able to impact and help? Some yeah. of the young people on your team. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah, so- A couple of them, what have they done? Yeah, uh, I actually have a young guy on my team. He made more money than me this month. He, I think he probably made like 50, 50 60,000 this month. He, he's, he's been killing it. Who is that? Uh, Evan Pinkerton. Pink. Yeah, Evan Pinkerton. How old is Pink? Uh, he's 22. He can't be 22 years old. Yeah. That's then, when I started. Yeah. And then 22 Bra and a half. Yeah, and Brayden, he made around $40,000 as well. So three people on my team, they made around forty fifty thousand dollars $50,000 this month just alone. Lower lower 20s. Lower 20s. What, why do you, what do you think about that? You know, most businesses, you super smart too. Mm. I didn't know you knew the presidents like that either, dog. He was yesterday. Mm -hmm. He was ripping off all the presidents. Who was the president of this country and all that <laughs> other stuff? Way, way beyond. That was way over my pay grade. But now that you've you, you've dabbled and and seen other businesses and stuff like that, how does this differentiate from other businesses? You know, to the positive, would would you say as far as expenses go and you know startup costs and all that that stuff? So the thing is, I have two companies, and the the, the difference between the insurance and the other company I have is there's not a lot of expenses that you have to deal with. There's not a lot of back-end work that when you're first coming into the company that you have to pay for right away, you know? So um, obviously you get blessed, you know, you have to work a lot and just like any other company. But I'm, I'm going to just have two examples. I own a trucking company. Uh, I might can make $100,000 in a month, but I'm also spending ninety, eighty thousand dollars or sometimes a hundred thousand dollars a month. While if I made fifty thousand dollars a month in insurance, I might I might have to spend two, three, five at most. And that five is actually just pouring back into my team, you know, rewarding the guys that are on the squad. You know, but I'm I'm not this type of guy, but if I wanted to make fifty K and not put it back into the business, I could. Yes. You know, because it's you don't really have any back end expenses. But it, it's not but you're not gonna be a successful guy if you're not pouring back into your business. Hundred percent. You know, so reinvesting. Yeah, reinvesting into your team, reinvesting into your squad. But a lot of times people think, well, for me to really act like an entrepreneur and, and own an agency, I gotta go out and start my own insurance company from the, from scratch. No, you don't have to do that. You Talk know. to us about that a little bit. No, so you, you really don't have to do that. And, and like I was saying, I'm blessed because I have my brother Simon. He's probably one of the greatest insurance men in the country, you know, and then we have a whole squad over here. So one thing that's so blessed about us over here is that we are we have guys that are killing it like Evan, like Braden, like Joey's. And these are young guys that their life is insurance right now. So for somebody, you can just come in learn with us, be on our squad. We have some of the best trainers to teach and train you. And then as you continue to develop, you're going to get promoted and there's no ceiling here. You know, so as as instead of you opening up your own insurance agency, you can come work with us. And when you're with us, you're still your own insurance agency. Exactly. You know, so as you continue to get promoted and bring people in underneath you, they're still on your squad. So you'll be on my squad. I'm with Simon. I'm on his squad. We're partners. But at the end of the day, we're all partners. There's no there's no cap to this growth. If somebody wants to reach Simon level, they can. But it's just just understand it's going to take a lot to get there. Put in the work. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things I didn't understand when I started, you know, that most companies don't have is the resources that you're able to give your agency and the team 
the clients and all yeah. that stuff. You know, they don't have to reach out to family members and friends and stuff, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. That's the one thing that's really cool about us is that we don't cold call and we're not making you go out to your mom and your aunt and your cousin and like, hey, I need to sell life insurance and you're just making money off your family. Also, you know, and in day. Most people, when you're starting off a business, the first supporters you want are friends and families to support you. But at the end of the day, we don't need that. We have warm leads. And the guys that are killers, they constantly get more and more leads. You know, so uh, like Evan, last few months, he's been just going crazy. So the company's like, hey, we're just going to continue to give you more leads because you're capitalizing on the information that we're giving you. You know, so here you could just, you can start off with warm leads. You can start off, you know, um, you'll have you literally have a list of people to call and all these people know that somebody may be giving them a call really relatively so yep so uh it's a lot easier selling or talking to somebody when they already know that you're about to give them a call imagine uh, what do you think is like working at an at&t store and a new apple store phone comes out it's like you know people coming in there to get an iphone you just got to do the you just can't, can't say the wrong thing Yep. You know, like imagine working at the Apple store and the new iPhone come out. It is in and, and somebody's like, Man, I'm you know, I'm thinking about getting a new phone, but I don't know. It, to like the only way you don't sell a phone is if you mess up. And that's kind of the situation that we have over here. Yep. Very similar. <laughs> but imagine every time they sold a phone, they got paid on it for the rest of the life, life of that person having that phone. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, like imagine you sell a a thousand dollar phone, you get half of the, th the half of the thousand dollars, and then every time somebody makes their pay their phone bill, you get a percentage of the phone bill. What are What are some of your goals here with Shazier Agencies? You know, when you look at man, here's my goals for this business. This is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. What are some of the goals you got for your agency? Man, some of the goals is honestly, I just want to continue to just bring in bring in a, a solid group of guys, you know. So I want to start off with, you know, at least solid 10, 10 solid leaders because right now my my squad is growing. But as, you know, my squad is doing well, but as we continue to do well, people get promoted. You yep. know, so like Braden's got promoted. So it it helps me and it helps him, but it also drops my squad a little bit. So I, I want to continue to see guys get promoted, continue to bring guys in. So honestly, I just want to – I want to have uh, – I least, remember one of the – you know, visions and, and I'll ask you kind of a twofold question is, you know, when we first started of, man, I want to help, you know, athletes, you know, that are coming out of high school or college, yeah. you know, I want to deal a lot with athletes, but not only athletes, yeah. you know, but it, it seems like you, you've done a good job helping athletes transition, you know, into the business. Why do you think athletes do do well in our business in general? Uh, one reason I think athletes do well in our business is because it's just a competitive mindset. You know, it's the, uh, like football, every single day you have to go out there and give your best, but then you also have guys on your squad that's trying to help you give your best. You know, so the reason I think athletes do well here is because I, every time you get on the phone, it's like a competition. You know, you're trying to you're trying to understand the best way to let people know what's best for them and their families. But then you're also competing, having a good time, joking around with guys around the same age as you. But then, but you're still trying to beat those guys. Like me and you, you know, we're we're really good friends. But if we get on the basketball court or we're doing something wrestling or doing anything, 
we're friends, but in that moment, I'm trying to beat you. No you're doubt. to beat me. No doubt. And I think, uh, I think good friendships always thrive off of competition, but also good business also thrives off of that as well. And I think that's why athletes do really well in this industry. They got the competitive edge nature. Yes, sir. I used to, t- I, you know, I told people, I think coming out of college, you know, this being my first job, it was easy for me. What was hard for other people, which was the time commitment, you yeah. know, to build a business, you know, starting out any business, you could build an ice cream business, a donut business, a trucking company, whatever it is, you're going to have to put in a certain amount of time up front in order to get that sucker rolling. Yes, sir. Playing college football. You know, we both played college football just on two different levels, but I had to go to study table, had to go to school, had to take tests, had to travel to away games, you know, to and from away games. Wasn't off when everybody else was off. Summers were a little bit unique versus other people able to take trips and vacations and all that stuff. So it's really like having two jobs when you play football. You know, you play college football. It's like, all right, my job here, I'm putting in 30, 40 hours a week into football with recovery, practice, weight room, conditioning, rehab film room, mm-hmm. all of that, travel, you know, 30, 40 hours. Then I got to put a certain amount of hours full time. I'm a full-time student. A lot yeah. of people are just, they're just full-time students with a little job on the side. Yeah. Now we got this and that. And until now, it was hard for even people to make money while you're working, yeah. you know, playing football and going to school at the same time. I think for me, that was an easy transition. You know, a lot of people came in as, oh, man, these are, you know, a lot of hours or, you know, or whatever to start out. And I'm thinking, man, this is almost less hours for me after playing college sports and going to school at the same time without my coach waking me up at five o'clock in the morning to run. True. You know what I mean? So college football and sports. A lot of times like in the outside looking in, everybody think, hey, I remember my cousin told me this before. He was like, I was like, I'm going to work. When I was I was working with the studies, I'm like, I'm going to work. He like, man, you like, you don't work. And I'm like, what you mean? And he was a police officer at the time. And he he still is. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he uh he said, he's like, you don't work. And I was like, you sure? He's like, no, he's like, you don't work. You just go out there and play football. You know what I'm saying? You might, y'all might practice here and there, but like practice an hour long. I'm like, all right, cool. So I was like, all right, just come to, come to work with me. So we went with so You brought him with you? So I had one day, I said, like, hey, Coach Tomlin, I'm going to have my cousin come with me because he basically said that we don't work. And Coach Tomlin, like, oh, really? All right, cool. No problem. And then so I had him, I had him was like, just shout at me for the day. I woke up at 4 or 5 a.m. That's what I be doing to cats. I woke up at 4 or 5 a.m. 4.05, not 4 or 5. 4.05. 4.05. We woke up at 4.05, got ready, went to the gym, 4.45. Worked out. Got to the facility, 6 a.m. Watched film for three hours. And he was like, dang, bro. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, ain't nobody here yet. I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm like, I'm like, people start coming in on nine or whatever. He's like, all right, cool. We, nine o'clock meeting starts. We got meetings from nine to about eleven ish, twelve ish. After that, boom! Now we have practice from one to three. Boom! Now we done. He like, all right. He like, we about to head home. I'm like, no. I'm like, I, I like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, recover. So then I left, went to get treatment. I went to go, get, you know, study. And just spend some time with the guys, like because we, when we we spent when we spent time, we got treatment at the same time we spent time. So I began like acupuncture, this, this, and that. I get home about seven, eight, nine o'clock. He's like, "Dang, bro!" He's like, "That's a long day." And I was like, "I'm like, you work, I'm like, I'm like, you work that long?" He's like, "Hell no!" Nah. And I'm like, "Like, I thought you said I don't work." He's like, "I have a whole new respect for you, bro." Bang. 
Quick 16-hour day, four to eight. And I did that every day. And then to, and we're not working 16-hour days here. Obviously, it's a lot. You know, eight to eight, that's a long day. It's a very long day. But and they, if somebody tell you you work eight to eight and you can make $100,000, $500,000, or a million dollars. second year. Or a million dollars in your first or second year, third year, are you going to? You gonna take it? You work twelve hours a week. I took it. twelve hours a day. You can make a million dollars a year. Are you gonna take it? Most people seeing the deal from the inside now, building your own organization. What type of people do the best here? From what you see, like if you had to say these type of folks end up doing the best, what would you say would be some of the? I say traits. I say former athletes that do really well. Former military. Do really well. People that are self-disciplined, self-motivated. If you're self-disciplined, self-motivated, I don't have to wake you up and tell you, "Hey, this is what you got to do." And somebody that's not scared of being told no to. What do you think? You know, we keep bringing up the sports background and stuff. What, what do you think are some of the similarities from the sports background that transfers over here, even from a leadership? standpoint and coaching standpoint you know if somebody was a coach or somebody was in leadership in sports transferring over here what do you think are some of the similarities so when it comes to sports there's multiple coaches and there's levels to levels to leadership so Simon you'll be like the head coach you know while we have Brody you know he's like an assistant coach or you'll be the GM or owner you know and then Brody's the GM and I mean or the head coach and then you know there's assistant coaches uh, and like Joey will be assistant coach or our position coach. So it's different levels to coaching. Um, but then it's also just talks about just the leadership. Like the biggest thing, like one thing that's really important here is that we always harp on leadership, harp on constantly teaching and coaching guys. Um, because unless you're just, you went to college, going for college for sales, you knew you was getting into this from day one. And you're just an awesome salesperson. Most people are going to need coaching coming in, and so we have people that constantly coach you, constantly train you, and just show you the ins and outs of the business. And that's one thing that I think really is important here because Ohio State's Pittsburgh Steelers, Alabama's they have some of the best coaches, and they allow their their, their players' potential to actually go through the roof. A lot of guys go somewhere where they have a coach where they don't reach their potential. You know, I feel like here we do a good job of actually pulling people's potential out of them. Mm. And sometimes it's sometimes it's hard coaching. Sometimes it's just, just being on a guy, you know. But I think a combination of both really lets some of the top dogs itself. Speaking of uh, Ohio State and the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, I was, I was always intrigued. I never asked you, you know, really what uh, two of your good friends, defensive just animals, you know, we know Cam's one of your better friends. Uh, Cam Hayward mm. recently just came back from T.J. Watt's wedding, who's been one of the best defensive players in the game. Uh, also, you know, just absolutely a dominant player, really, uh, on defense for the Steelers. W what what things would you say stand out about them? You had an opportunity to play with both of them. I know T.J. really just for one year. But knowing them both, you know, what things do you think make them great other than, you know, to the normal person that d doesn't get an inside look, you know, oh, they just got it easy. They just were blessed with, 
you know, certain gifts. It, it's got to be more than that. What do you so, think those two have that other people don't have or that they do that other people don't do? One thing that Cam and TJ do a really good job of is, like, they work hard. And I know that may, that sounds like very cliche, but, like, they work really hard. Like, they're some of the hardest working people I know. And it's different types of working hard. So, like, Cam Hayward, when he works hard, he is, like, the first guy. I'm not saying TJ's not, but Cam's, like, the first guy there. Last guy to leave, very vocal, make sure that like his teammates work hard. He's just he's just like you talking about like lead from leads the front. by example like, and lead, he's a vocal leader. Yeah, and leads by example and a vocal leader. And TJ's TJ's that type of guy, but TJ's more like reserved and he's not a, like if he if it's important, TJ's gonna speak up. But TJ's like, man, I'm I'm do my I'm gonna do me. You know what I'm saying? And but I'm gonna I'm gonna push you to get better, but and the one thing TJ had, he his hustle is ridiculous, and he works ridiculously hard. And what I mean, his hustle is ridiculous. Like describe it versus everybody's. So like, if we all go through the same weight training, mm-hmm. we all go through the same practice, we all go through the same sprints. Everybody thinks they worked hard. Yeah, so Every like, the whole team worked hard. So, so what would separate him from working hard? So like, let me say this. So Cam, he works hard is by. You will see him run, and you'll be like, man, he is running super hard. Like, he's he's going as hard as he can, trying to be the first guy. TJ's never stopping. Like it's, And it's two totally different type of working hard. Like, if it's a play, Cam is going to bull rush you, get there super fast. TJ, if he don't get there super fast, he's just going to keep going. Keep going. Like, you're not stopping him. Not going to stop. Until he gets there. Relentless. He, he, TJ's relentless. the word, relentless. TJ's relentless. While Cam, he's just like he's just a certified. I'm stronger. I'm bigger. I'm better than you. And TJ is like that too. But it's just like, it's two different work cards. You know what I'm saying? Like TJ, like people always talks about his hustle. Like TJ gets sacks when the play is not even close to him, and it's been a, the quarterback has the ball for ten seconds. While Cam, you know, you know he's gonna get a sack by the end of the day because he just works so hard that he just is he's it's bound to happen. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Applies to life. So I, I think as we start to, you know, wrap up, there's four ways that stick out to me that I think you can help people and, and, and impact people. One is the book, The Walking Miracle. We talked about that. Uh, if there's people out there that need inspiration um, to, to, to pull yourself up from a dark place, especially if they've had any type of disability or, or people would tell them they, they wasn't going to walk again. I mean, that's a no brainer yeah. walking, walking miracle, but, uh, Shea trucking, tell us a little bit about what Shea trucking does also to the trucking business. So Shea trucking is a, a trucking company, a logistics company. And we focus, we focal, our focal point is on moving cars. So, and when I mean moving cars, I promise you, if you're looking at this podcast, we can take your car. It doesn't matter if you got a million dollar car or you got a five thousand dollar car. We take it all. Like we've so I know somebody be like, man, I don't know my car is too expensive. Like we've taken two million dollar cars before. So it was just like I have some of the best drivers in the country that I really feel comfortable on the road. We constantly uh give You've shipped two million dollar cars before? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, we shipped two million dollar cars before, so we, we we have a solid company. Simon sometimes see my trucks on the side of side of the building because we have the guys. They constantly come in. It's a family owned business. Me and my father own it. 
Um, my, my father is, you know, he was in the military, but he's also a pastor. So, you know, we're God fearing, but we're also, you know, uh, men of this country. Uh, but it's just a, it's a family based operation, but we also have guys that you just really can trust. If you all, if you want to update on what, you, what your car are doing, we, you know, we have GPS tracking. If you want to see where your car is at at all times, um, if you all, you want to call us, we, we, we always picking up the calls and I, and I feel like we're, we're we have, a, we had a reasonable rate. I'm gonna be honest. We're not the cheapest guys, but we are some of the most efficient guys. You know, so when you're dealing with with big assets, you don't want to you don't want to always deal with the cheapest. Cheapest yeah. don't always mean the best. Yeah, right. So uh, a lot of times, I notice the cheapest isn't the best. You know? Most of the time, it's not. <laughs> you know, so, not all the time. Yeah. So um, honestly, I, I I feel like Shea Trucking is doing a great job. Uh, we got four or five guys on the road at all times. We have open trailers for. You know, if somebody has a Jeep, if you have if you have a Jeep and you want to put it in clothes, you can. But if somebody has a Jeep, somebody has a Ford Focus, Fusion, you know, Hoopty, whatever kind of car you have, we can take it. Then we've taken Lamborghinis. We've taken Ferrari uh, SF90s. We've taken anything you name it, Rolls Royces, everything. What about the foundation? How can people, uh, what type of people can reach out for help with the uh, with the spinal cord injuries and stuff like that. How can yeah, we so, help people there? So, honestly, if you go to ryanshazierfund.org. Uh, ryanshazierfund.org? Yeah, with the D okay. at the end. Okay. Um, .org, and then you can just learn about the foundation. If you want to volunteer, there's ways to be able to help on there. If you know somebody with a spinal cord injury, there's ways to get in contact with us on there. Um yeah, but I, th I feel like that's the best way that people can help out. If you want to donate, you can click. You can go in there as well. So, uh, I think that's that's one of the things, uh, one of the ways you can go on uh, with Shea Trucking is SheaTrucking dot com, and then for uh, Shazier Agency is Shazier Agencies. Love it. So Shazier Agencies. I know you and I were talking a little bit about you know coming into this next year mm. doing some really big things you know in the insurance business and mm. in, in the game with people. And I, and I, I know I can personally stand behind. I, I'm going to personally help you develop a couple of them, you know, a couple that. special ones. We're going to be bringing on more, yeah. but I mean, t one or two special ones. I, I'll actually put my hands around them and arms around them also, you know, with you. If, if you're out there, you know, if, if you're one of the one or two, you know, people that want that mentorship and guidance, you know, from Ryan and, and, and myself, uh, just know we're waiting on you. And, uh, and, and, it's, and it's real. It, you know, people say don't believe the hype. Believe the hype yeah. because you can see the hype. I can show you right. better than I can tell you, and we can show you. But, man, describe the couple people that we're looking for. You know, I, I was telling you, I, I don't think it really takes 100 people the other day. Yeah. One or two good ones. You know, one or two game changers, and we could change their life in, 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 the, in the same token while that's going on. They could – they could help us blow the business up, you know, also. But really, it's just about helping those people change their life. The couple people we're looking for, you know, talk to them out there. You know, if it's them, what what you what you got to say to them? Man, if, if, if this is what you're interested in, if you really want to be able to change your life, be able to just see uh, opportunity of growth uh, in your life, in your pockets, but in, the, in other people's lives, definitely contact us. But, you know, if you're self-motivated, if you're somebody that, who, you know, is driven by, you know, making a good income for themselves. But then also somebody that can take hard coaching, somebody that can that wants to be better, somebody that can actually lead a group of guys. And you don't you don't mind a little work because you understand that work's gonna pay off. If if that's if that's you, 
Definitely hit us up. I tell you this, this this is the way I've always looked at people that man, how have you gotten such high caliber, you know, people? My belief in what this business can do and what people can do here, you know, I feel super confident. If you give me somebody that got a work ethic that's gonna be coachable and listen to, you know, listen to everything and will come into it, you know, with with the mindset of outworking people, which you know goes along with the with the work ethic with a competitive spirit. Ain't no reason why those people ain't making six figures, whether it's a hundred thousand or nine hundred thousand. Yeah. You know, year number one, and same thing with you know, if you ain't doing it year number one, there's no reason why that ain't happening year number mm-hmm. two. And we got young people, you know, and old people. You know, we got young people doing it. We got new people doing it in their first couple of years, coming out making a couple hundred thousand dollars year number one. You know, four or five hundred year year number two. And so we're not looking for everybody. We're just looking for one or two you know, special people that, that we can impact. So if people wanted to connect with you in any way, uh, I, I know social media is one way. It's not as formal, but uh, probably just a, a simple direct message, you know, maybe yeah, to your you, Instagram or something. Yeah, you What's just, your Instagram? If you just hit me on Shazier. That's it. Nice That's and it. simple. <laughs> it's just Shazier. Shazier. Yeah, if you, just, if you just hit me up on Shazier on Instagram, uh, Ryan Shazier on Twitter, but my Twitter, I don't think a lot of people can really hit me up on there. But just hit me up on uh, Shazier on Instagram. Or you can hit up uh, Shazier.agencies on Instagram as well. So if you contact us on any of those, uh, we'll definitely get back to you. Not always do the people have the opportunity to be in on something at the grassroots level. You know, imagine when if you could have been in on Chick-fil-A when it first started or around Apple when it first started. Trust and believe, you know, people got the opportunity to be around what you're building right now uh, uh, while it first is getting born and first getting started. And I would, you know, I would just tell you, you know, I, I look back at at uh, another former Buckeye, you know, and my friend, you know, Maurice Claret. And I remember, you know, him having some unfortunate circumstances as a young person, so young, you know, 19, 20 years old and making some decisions after winning a national title. He does goes to prison for four or five years. And I had an opportunity to spend time with him when he got out of prison in the first few years, you know, getting moving. And, and, and I remember thinking to myself and telling him and him not doubting it, you know, either. He knew it, you know, the whole time. I'm like, man, I'm telling everybody that would listen. I'm like, man, Reese, you go, you're going to impact more people off the football field and do more off the football field than you was ever done already so far on the football field. And it's, it's, it's hard to see that in the first few years of everything getting rolling. But when you fast forward now and look, you know, 10 years on the journey and, and see the things that Maurice has been able to accomplish in his businesses and impacting other people in the community, multimillionaire, same woman he'd been with since, since college and as a father and everything else, man, I see, I, I feel like I have an opportunity to have a front row seat again with somebody like that, that, that people wouldn't even expect what's getting ready to happen, you know, out of you, man. And I think you've already started to do it because you've flipped the negative into a positive. And I've watched the people that you've impacted with your spinal cord rehabilitation fund and the things that the people you've impacted that never would have been impacted if it wasn't for you starting that thing. But businesses are, are, are rolling too, you know, right now, man. And, and, and I know if we fast forward this tape and, or rewind this in a couple years, man, you, you're going to see what I'm talking about. I think God hasn't even scratched the surface with what he's going to do through you and with you for other people in and out of business, man. And, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just glad to have a front row seat to, to help you, man. But 
anybody looking to looking to be served in any way if we can help you with with shipping your cars if we can inspire you with a book if we can inspire you through social media if you want to come build a business uh with you we're just getting started man would you, would you got your last years in your 20s or are you 30 yet no, I turned huh? 30 in September. Last year's last little bit of time in your 20s, man, we're just getting rolling. You got an opportunity to get on now. So hit us up if you want to get your life changed. If you know some people that can uh, be impacted, uh, feel free to share it. And as always, for the listeners, thanks for joining us on another episode of The Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day.